Hello, and welcome to the You Interview podcast. I'm You Interview founder, Eric Mears. Today, we have Drea DiMatteo, who you probably remember from The Sopranos. Uh, she's starring in a new movie with Jim Gaffigan called Collide. Uh, I think you're going to like her as much as I did. She's a really fun interview, and I can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, please remember to like and comment on the podcast and leave a review if you can. <laughs> who's, who's the dog? That's my new baby. Oh, what's the name? I just gave birth. I have to breastfeed. Hold on, I'll be right back. <laughs> um, that's Lucky Luciana. Very, very just, lucky dog indeed, right? <laughs> are these like recorded for video? Yes, but we'll cut oh. that out. <laughs> Unless no, I don't care. You can keep it all. I can the, the dog part is here. very... It's very cute. <laughs> you can have me cleaning off my boobs. You know, we're, this is the entertainment industry. I'm here to entertain. <laughs> anyway, nice to meet you. How are you? Nice to meet you. Congratulations on the movie. Um, so I thought, like, let's start with you talking a little bit about your character. There's a lot going on in the film. Why don't you set the scene a little bit and talk about, you know, what are some of the different strands that are going and how your character fits in? Um, okay, I have not seen the movie. I'm going to be totally honest with you. We shot it a few months ago. Um, so I'm definitely a little rusty on it. And I, I'm used to doing the press with Jim. So Jim just does all the talking. Jim <laughs> um, But I was struck by the film because it all takes place in this one location. And usually that'll be a quieter story. This is a high concept film. So... <laughs> Sorry. Um, Still? Yeah, your your little sexy legs are in here. Sorry, it's my son. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Right. 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 Okay, you're good. I just moved. Um, anyhow, yeah, I think that um, Mukunda and I think his wife. I'm not sure who wrote it with him. I think it was his wife. But really amazing job writing the script, and of course, seeing Jim Gaffigan in a in a very serious, heartfelt, sad, very sad role like that, I thought was um, was something that I needed to get involved with. And normally, um, I normally play a victim in everything, and I, I guess the, all the parts that I've been playing in the last couple months have been all these sort of not antagonists, but you know. You are gonna. You are already grounded. He's grounded, and he's sitting here so that he can get further grounded. I'm not. I'm trying. Let me go. Let me go. of the film was it's you know it's it's a it's like a multi-million dollar concept film and here we are doing it indie style in this tiny location in LA you know super indie style so I thought it, I thought it was pretty remarkable and all the themes that are going on are pretty intense um I mean it's an intense movie this is not some little quiet restaurant film 
this is a yeah. big night. You know? Yeah, no, it is a big night. So yeah. talk about, you know, you, you got to work with Jim and you have that big scene together. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, obviously he's not, he doesn't typically do these more serious roles, but um, he was really good in it. Um, talk a little bit about, you know, acting and acting opposite him and what that was like for you. I worked mostly with the, the guy I'm having the affair with, with David um, Cage. So we had a blast and I love this guy. He's one of the greatest guys I've ever met. Jim and I, um, even though it's our story, he he's alone for the most, most of that movie. Um, he's working by himself. Um, he and I had a few moments together, but not many. And the few moments that we did have together, you know, you never know how it'd be when you're on set. You don't know different actors, um, their ways of preparing. You don't want to get in people's way. So I'm always super quiet, but I'm also, I don't like being one of these actors that takes everything too seriously because, you know, actors are a weird breed. I, I don't love them in, in general. Um, I like to be able to let go of all the insanity that we're holding onto in a box for a scene and to at least for the crew and everyone around you to feel like you're a human being. Cause sometimes they don't, you know? Um, so I, I like to just disarm everybody around actors. And so Jim in, in those, in those moments, man, he and also, he's like a wholesome comedian sort of. Yeah. Well, he would rip some jokes after a take that were so inappropriate and so funny and so perfect and right up my alley. So immediately I was disarmed by him and I fell in love with him. I thought he was just, and that he could maintain this, like his, he was so sad. I mean, it was so sad to watch and then boom, you know, cut. And then he makes his big, you know, his comedy routine comes out and it was fucking awesome. So yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed working with Jim. Yeah, yeah. So what is it that you look for uh, in a character and what about this character in particular um, was something that made you want to do the role? Um, well, there was some stuff that didn't make it into the film that, thank God, because Makunda, I would have, I'm so happy those things didn't make it into the film, but they, but they did. Um, speak to who my character was a lot, which were, you know, this is a woman who definitely is going through, you know, somewhat of a midlife crisis. Um, I think I can kind of identify with that myself right now, being my age. Um, things definitely feel, you know, like I, I talk about this film sometimes in terms of like how everyone's looking for their version of safety whether it's um, financial or emotional or physical um, or spiritual, you know, all of this sort of um, ways that they can, you know, by any means necessary, figure out a way to feel safe, whether it's in their, in their minds, in their home, in their, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, where the hell was I going with that? But uh, <laughs> what was your question again? About what you're looking for in a role. I mean, is that- Oh, okay, okay. Um, so yes, I feel, I think I sort of feel like at this stage and, and especially this time of the year with what's just happened in the world, yeah. that nothing feels safe. Nothing feels safe. Everybody's living in fear of either what's actually in front of them, what's around the corner, what they haven't done, what they have done. Um, 
so there's this element of fear and safety throughout the film that I, that really resonated for me um, on a lot of different levels. Um, globally, you know, within your own home, anything, you know, mentally. So I could really grasp a lot of those, those concepts from all the different characters, because everybody's having a different experience, different story, but the, under, the underlying um, idea of what everyone is going through sort of has a, a similar thread in its own, in that, and, I, and, I, and for, for me, and I, that's what I love about films like this, where they're not telling you, you don't have to, you can, and Sopranos was like this, like the final scene, everyone's like, how could they have done that? And I'm like, no, a great piece of art is gonna let you figure out what you want it to be, what it means to you. And for me, that's what this meant to me was a lot of fear and safety. Yeah, yeah. There were a lot of uh, big actors in it, Ryan Phillippe, Kat Graham, Jim, yourself. What was it What was it like on set? Well, give me a little bit of a backstage, back, behind the scenes feeling for like what that was like with all those, those big actors. Well, first of all, it was, you know, we're in the height of the COVID pro, pro, uh, protocol. Um, so that in itself, everyone's just sort of like, dancing around each other. I don't think I was on set with, with Ryan. I think I met Kat quickly, um, but I don't have any scenes with anybody except for David Kate and and um, and Jim. So it was really just Lakunda and I and a lot of extras in the restaurant. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Everybody was in and out doing their parts because our parts are all overlapping, except for like when there's the big finale. They shot, you know, Makunda uh, was, you know, he's a, he's good at what he does, so he shot it in a way where he could piece all these things together. Yeah. So finally, something we ask all the actors we interview, we'd love to hear a little bit about people's backstories. What was your first acting experience that made you decide you wanted to become an actor? I mean, I always tell the story about when I was a little kid and I was at the opening night of the musical Cats and I was in the front row and the Rum Tum Tugger grabbed me and brought me on stage and I was a little kid and he just started doing his the Rum Tum Tugger dance in front of me and I remember standing on stage like petrified and like looked out into the audience and I was like, I want to feel this every day of my life. <laughs> which was fear and I have been living in fear ever since I started acting yeah yeah so so one last thing is we're huge Sopranos fans can you tell us like what was your favorite scene or moment on the show that uh like when you look back at that experience that really was like the the ultimate Sopranos moment for you oh man for me like a scene that I was in or my favorite scene just watching the show just watching the show. I would say that every single ending that ended that ends quietly, every episode that has one of those tableau endings, like where hell just broke loose and it's Tony and Carmela and she's just heating him up some pasta and they sit at the table and they don't say say anything to each other and it's it's all that unsaid turmoil that just lingers and that there's nothing happening. You know, I think those moments for me are incredible, but I also was obsessed with the episode that everybody hated about the one where Joey Pants kills the stripper. That was one of my favorite episodes because seeing the, the, the contrast between Meadow and college and this young stripper being killed 
and she has all this privilege, but her friend kills herself um, or is, has mental, mental health issues. And seeing how brutal she is towards that kid is, is like seeing how brutal Tony Soprano is and, and how all of those guys are. So it was just a really good, the, the way that episode sort of, I, I was obsessed with that episode. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I, I love talking to you. I wish all my interviews were this much fun. <laughs> oh, you can keep all that, that crazy shit in there. I don't care. Don't forget to check out my other movie too that's coming out. Oh yeah, what's your other movie? Um, One Way with uh, Machine Gun Kelly and oh, wow. Kevin Bacon and Travis Fimmel. Um, that one's coming out. And Storm Reed. That comes out September 2nd, I think. And that's another takes place in one location, total insanity. Yeah. And I play I play a gangster, like I'm a real gangster in that. Okay, well, we'll look forward to seeing that. Okay, cool. Nice meeting you. Likewise. Thanks for having a sense of humor. Nice <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was great. Honestly, I <laughs> love it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to interview you every week now. <laughs> we the next movie. <laughs> bye. Here, bye. Thanks for listening to the You Interview podcast today with Drea De Mateo. Special thanks to Drea for being such a fun interview. Uh, remember to like and comment on the podcast and leave a review if you can. If you're interested in advertising, please feel free to reach out uh, at editor at youinterview.com to learn more about how you can sponsor these great celebrity interviews. Mm-hmm.